Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's the second hour of Oilers Now, 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer at a little home office. Socially distancing from the producer of the show, Brendan Escott, who's uh, manning the buttons back at the 630 Chad Studios. Oilers Now brought to you by our channel sponsor, Digitex. We are going to head off to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service. Electrical prefabrication and solar. We welcome back to the show Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Lots to get to. Uh, I, I, you know, we're watching a Stanley Cup final uh, between a couple teams that have no state tax. Some have said I harp too much on this. You brought it up after game uh, in the second period of game one. Just. And you've been involved with multiple Canadian-based NHL franchises, and you kind of educated some people out there on the unique challenges that uh, taxation uh, results uh, for the various Canadian partners in the league. So I'd just like to start there, if you and you could just kind of quickly surmise, uh, surmise what you said the other night or summarize. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, if you the comparison was a player in Las Vegas versus a player in Toronto. And it's a $5 million a year player, not an elite player, just a good player. And the difference in taxation was half a million dollars U.S. every single year. And players that reside in the U.S. get to deduct the mortgage interest paid on their home loan. And so that, that's typically for a player another fifty to $100,000 a year. So has there ever been any discussion uh, at the league level? And, and, I mean, you were basically – were you the Board of Governor for the Flames when you were there? or uh, yeah. You were the alternate uh, with uh, Ken King, who, as we know, passed away uh, back in the spring. But uh, I, And I'm just wondering, was there any, any discussion uh, with Gary Bettman and the owners and then the alternate governors uh, about, you know, factoring in – uh, state and provincial tax in terms of equating uh, revenue sharing? 
No, um, and you've asked me that before, and I know it's a pet peeve of yours. There, was, there wasn't that I recall. Uh, the problem is, if you play in California, the taxes are very similar to Canada. Yep. They're quite high. If you're, in, if you're in L.A. County, the state and local taxes, same in New York State. So it's really not a state where it's a U.S. versus Canada issue. It's selected states versus Canada and the states that, that line up comparably tax-wise. Uh, and it's funny, Brian, because this is rare for me to say as an Albertan, but the, I, I did grow up a Montreal Canadiens fan as a kid before the orders were in the NHL. The organization that probably gets screwed the worst because of the tax situation in Canada are the Montreal Canadiens. Because yeah. they are they are a revenue contributor every year, and their players are probably paying I don't know fifty two fifty three percent there, and that's got to be. An, I mean, so they, I mean, you mentioned the fact you had to pay by more than a million in Toronto. I would I would obviously assume the same scenario would exist with the Canadians as well for top flight yeah. free agents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now you did bring up the fact that you think that things could be changing a bit to Canada's advantage, based a little bit on maybe geopolitical uh, and geothermal situations. Yeah, well, right now you got COVID running rampant in the U.S. We've done a much better job this side of the border, although we're getting it's getting away from us a little bit. But COVID nineteen concerns, climate change concerns, um, right now in terms of fires and floods and hurricanes, uh, COVID. There's a, there's a lot changing, and the political climate's unhealthy in the U.S. And uh, so I think Canada's got a good story to tell as far as a place to live. It always has. It always will. And um, I like the direction the Canadian teams are all moving. They're all moving north. Now, no pun intended. They're all moving the right way. They also all have a plethora of young stars. Does that help in recruitment of players? Yes, no question. So you, you, if your sales pitch to a free agent is you get to play with Leon and Connor or Connor and Leon, depending on which you think works better. There's that story to tell, too. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here, uh, Brian, but this guy won a Stanley Cup for you. Ryan Getzlaff is in the last year of his deal this year with the Anaheim Ducks. He's always played for the Ducks. Um, they are in, let's face it, they're in a bit of a rebuild. They've got a great goaltender. That guy's one of the top five goalies in the league. But they are in a rebuild. Is it out of the realm of possibility a year from now? That if the Oilers were looking for a third-line center, that Ryan Getzlaff could kind of do something similar to what maybe Spezza did with the Leafs or uh, Joe Thornton keep on going back to San Jose here. Could, could you foresee a scenario where Getzlaff might look at a place like Edmonton? Well, I think I think everyone, you get to a certain point in your career, and obviously he won a cup, but it's been a while. And uh, I think every player at some point... Um, I think with the younger players, money is very important. But once they get their their future locked up, I, I look at how Jerome McGinley chased the cup yeah. and was unsuccessful. But I admire how he went after it. He signed with two different teams where he thought he had a chance. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. Good Regina boy. Interesting perspective there. I'd be I, He's represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. Jerry has not hesitated having players come in here before. You know, uh, Edmund, I mean, I, to me, he's... He's still probably a, no worse than a second-line center in the NHL. I mean, for the Ducks, he's, he might be their first-line center still. Brian, uh, let's uh, get to a couple other topics here. We'll start with, uh, we just had Brian Lawton on talking a bit about Victor Hedman, and he said that in the 2009 draft, he kind of marginally overruled his scouts. They had Deshane ahead of Hedman, and he's like, no, we're taking Hedman number two. How many times when you were general manager did you have that conversation with your scouting staff 
And did you ever uh, reserve the right, especially for a top pick, if you'd seen the player more than once, uh, to make the call in that regard? Uh, I never overruled the scouts. Uh, in the meeting, I might have influenced things. So you, you do your list, and that's where you have your fighting. You don't fight on the floor. Right. And so in the meetings, everyone knows I love defensemen. And, in fact, most people think I was a defenseman, but I'm actually a forward with no hands. That's why my stats were so low. Um, but, no, uh, I would I would say, like, if, if these guys are dead even, we're going by position. you got to right. take the best athlete on the board, but if they're in a dead heat, you go by position. And, for sure, we would have those discussions. But, no, I never overruled the scouts. Brian, it's all about perspective. You know, some people might say, look, uh, Brian Burke was an NCAA player and he was an AHL has-been. At least you were a has-been. I was and never was. So I kind of (laughs) look at it from that end. Victor Hedman, if Tampa wins this, and right now it's looking like Tampa's going to win this thing, uh, is he the runaway Consmite Trophy winner? He is for me. Uh, You know, unless you get an Ajayashigera scenario where if Hedobin battles to the bitter end and Stands on his head. Uh, that you know, in 2003, uh, J.S. Shiger won the Conn Smythe in a losing cause, and that's very hard to do. But I could see the voting going that way. But if Tampa's successful, the best player they've had by far, and I think the best player so far in the playoffs by far has been Victor Edmund. If you're Rick Bonas, would you be concerned about Dallas's lack of discipline early in games, the last two games? Yeah, but but I, this is it's absurd they're having this problem. They had it against Calgary, they had it against Vegas, they had it against Colorado. Like this is not some aberration. This is a pattern. It's a trend. And these guys have taken undisciplined penalties. They have played shorthanded 30 minutes more than they've been on the power play. Like it's crazy. And um, I would have benched Radulov after the second penalty last night. Yeah, there's a collateral damage when that happens, right? It fatigues your goaltenders. It, your defensemen end up blocking more shots. Your forwards block shots. Guys get shots off the foot. Sometimes it can knock them out of a series. It just, I'm watching it. I, I, I got to tell you, Brian, if I was Dallas, I'm, 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 I'm starting to be a little bit concerned that they don't have the juice to turn this slide. I mean, for me, seven straight periods from the third period on in game one, Tampa Bay is elevated and Dallas really hasn't, they've had moments, but they haven't been able to consistently pay, play at the same pace as Lightning. Yeah, I think that's accurate. It's, it's, it's a funny series because each team has outplayed the other for stretches, but overall, I agree with that assessment. It looks, they've got to get back in that gear that they had against Vegas and in game one against Tampa Bay, or they're going to go home. Is it possible for a guy like Ty, like Tyler Sagan's a bit of a free spirit? Is it possible the bubble has gotten to him a bit? Like he, you know what I'm saying? Like some guys need their space, and this is this is a pretty unique scenario. And they're running at two months now. This fight. Yeah, that, that, I've heard that theory advanced. I've heard the theory advanced that he's injured. I will say this. He was a complete defensive liability even two years ago. Yep. And what he is now is they rely on him in the last minute of a period. He takes key faceoffs. He's blocking shots. He's throwing his body around, stuff that you never saw him do even two years ago. So I think he's, I think right now he knows, look, nothing's going right with the puck. We've all had nights like that. I remember going to my center one night when I was playing in college and I said, whatever you do, do not pass me the puck. <laughs> be like a be like a grenade with the the pin filled pulled. Um, 
so I think he's saying, okay, I don't have it going, so I'm going to make contributions in other ways. Problem is, with their salary structure and what they pay him, they need him to put some offense up. So I admire the way he's playing, but he's missing chances that guys like him can't miss. You know, they're, they're a strange team because they were terrible early in the year, and then they were unbelievable for about 40 games, and then they weren't very good late. And you know what, Brian? Like, the Oilers had more points than them. They finished mere percentage points ahead of Edmonton. Calgary had them on the ropes, 2-1 down in the series, you know, down a goal with 13 seconds left in Game 4. Colorado had a ton of injuries. If Colorado had played Dallas to open the playoffs, I don't think there's any way Dallas gets past Colorado, you know, down to – it's like they've been a bit of a team of destiny, but Tampa's kind of just been, on a, to me, on, a, on another level. And that would cons- that's, that's got me a bit concerned. Yeah, and I think they are a team of destiny. They're 12 seconds, as you say, away from being down 3-1 to Calgary. But they found a way to pull that game out. Um, they were outplayed badly by Vegas for most of the series. They found a way to pull that out. Uh, they have gotten it done, and that's what it's all about in the playoffs. No one's going to look back 20 years from now and say they were 12 seconds away from being down 3-1 to Calgary. Yeah. They're going to look back and say they beat Calgary, they beat this team, they beat that team. They, they, have, they have no business being there, but it's like I said going in. Tampa Bay is the best team of the two, or the better team of the two, but I, I voted against Dallas in each round, and I'm not going to do it again. But they might have reached their limit here. Yeah. Uh, Hudobin looked a little bit fatigued last night, too. Now they got a back-to-back. Do you think we'll see Steven Stamkos again in the series? No. Uh, the guy that I'm wondering about is Blake Como because he's not in that category as a player, but he's a very important player for Dallas. And he, he got drilled with a clean, legal, but vicious body check by Ryan McDonough and has not returned. And he's a key part of their penalty kill and their third line and I think I'd be more concerned if I were Dallas about getting him back than Tampa Bay, who have played without Stamkos for big stretches of the year. Are you surprised at the level of physicality that Tampa Bay has played? Like, we knew Dallas likes to play, you know, Southeastern Conference football, big boy hockey, right? They like to, they're not afraid to get up and after it. They matched Vegas's physical intensity in that series. Are you surprised at what Tampa's done in that regard? No, because of the changes they made to their team. Last year, they realized that just running gun offensive hockey isn't good enough. So they add Bogosian, add Luke Shen, bring in Coleman, bring in Goudreau. I think they built a playoff team. They became more North American and uglier and bigger. And So, no, I'm not surprised. What I'm surprised at is a guy like Tyler Johnson last year led the team, in, or last night led the team in hits. So it's, it's infectious. Something about those Spokane overachievers, Derek Ryan in Calgary is another one. All right, Connor Yamamoto as well. Uh, switch focus, uh, two new GMs, both rookie GMs, Bill Zito in Florida uh, and Bill Armstrong now in Arizona. There's some belief both organizations are looking to shed dollars. They're not exactly uh, in the most hockey-specific markets. What would your, like, if you were to talk to those two guys, what counsel would you give them into those two respective situations? Well, I've spoken to, uh, I know Bill Armstrong a little better than I know Bill Zito. I like them both. Um, I've spoken to Bill Armstrong, and I texted with Bill Zito. And, uh, you know, I said, look, these are tough holes they're in. But I remember when I was a rookie GM in Hartford, my team was terrible, and I called Harry Sidnan and complained about my team. And he said, why do you think they brought you in there? <laughs> he said, you always, I'll never forget his quote, you always inherit a leaky ship. And so they're, they're big, big jobs to fill, big uh, 
they got major personnel moves they got to make. They got cap issues. Um, it's a big job, but they're both capable guys that train the right way. Now, their ownerships are going to have to be patient while they sort it out because it's not a two-year job. It's a three- to five-year job. Does it matter what the sport or what the market is? You, you got to draft. It doesn't, like, everyone has to draft and develop, and that's the fundamental key to success? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you draft and develop is the only way you win. Arizona's short of picks now for two years. But uh, that's the only way. You look at the teams that are playing. They've drafted well. They've used their American League team well. It's no accident. The blueprint's there. Um, no different than our cup team in Anaheim. This is not new. But it, that, that means the ownership has to understand the time curve on that. Yeah. Because understand, I've said, I've said this on the show before, when Seattle comes in, you are due to win a cup every 32 years. And most right. owners don't understand that math, even though they gladly accepted the expansion money. There you have it. Brian, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bob. See you. You bet. See you. That's Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you daily by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Brian Burke joined us on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and when we come back on Oilers Now... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We'll go to our Ashley Fine Floors text line and uh, hit on a couple different topics. It's 121 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 123 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. There's an old saying in the cars business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Employee pricing until the end of September at Brent Ridge Ford. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of purchase, and they'll continue the standard of service as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one 877 or go online at brentridgeford.com. Bob Stauffer and Brendan with you. George LaRock coming up at 135. Yeah, uh, Brendan, it was interesting, you know, Burke talking about tax because some people don't like having that conversation. Uh, and whether, you know, in, because in the same context that we used it on Monday as well, um, the reality is that there's some things that are now, like put it this way, I think Edmonton's in a completely different situation than they were five years ago. I mean that with free agents. In fact, I know that because I've had enough conversation with guys that represent the players. Um, 
there's not just McDavid here. There's McDavid and Drysaddle here. Those are two terrific players, two players that have won hard trophies. Uh, the Oilers have got some. The, the organization's done a good job drafting uh, some de- uh, defensemen. They've developed a couple. You know, like Ethan Bear. I think most fans would say was going to be a top four defenseman for a number of years. Caleb Jones certainly got a chance to make some noise. He's a terrific athlete. He's got. He's had some good stretches uh, analytics wise. They still have Nurse. They still have Clefbaum. So they've got some D and. There could be some agents looking to play. So Edmonton's story has gotten better. I'll be intrigued to see what happens in the future over the next 18 months from a a literal tax perspective in this country. Some people would say, well, the richest 1% have to pay way more in taxes. There's been way too much of a, over the last 30 to 40 years in North American society, way too much of a grab at the expense of the middle class as the super rich do things like you know have offshore accounts uh, there's a geez there's a guy i think his last name is dart uh and he's like in the cayman islands and that, that there was an example made there uh you know in terms of having those it, it it's a whole other story some people don't like talk it's just an excuse you know canadian teams complaining it's just an excuse the point i'm making is Montreal and Toronto are always in the top five revenue generators in the National Hockey League. Again, the top 10 or 11 teams in the league contribute to revenue sharing. The bottom 10 or 11 teams in the league take out a revenue sharing. I don't think back when Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group um, and and the group in Calgary, uh, when, when they were... You know, getting the Canadian Assistance Program at like three million bucks from 2000 to 2004, and then we had the 0405 lockout. I don't think anybody thought that the premise of revenue sharing was to see teams for a decade plus pulling anywhere from 17 and a half to 25 million dollars a year in revenue sharing. I, 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 I all but guarantee you that. But that's kind of what's what's happened here, and therein lies part of the frustration, is when you are getting outbid for free agents by clubs that, you're, frankly, your fan base is pumping up. There, there's some exas- exasperation with that. Um, the Oilers tried to bid for Paul Correa back in 2007 when he was with St. Louis, and St. Louis received a significant stipend at that time, and Edmonton was a contributor. And that was frustrating if you're with the Oilers. Uh, even a smaller one like Michael Grabner or Brett Connolly last year. And the players have the right to choose. Again, Brett Connolly goes to Florida, no state tax. So you heard Brian Burke, California, New York, much more aligned uh, with the situation in Edmonton and Canadian teams. But Vegas, Texas, Florida some advantages there now if you want to play where hockey matters you want to play in canada or in some of the original six franchises you know hockey matters in detroit hockey matters in boston uh hockey matters in new york that said you'd be surprised at the regional television numbers that are there very surprised at where the orders would rank in regional television numbers in the past year in the top five in the national hockey league and when it comes to some of the weaker u.s markets we have more daily listeners to this show, a two-hour show. We have a higher cume, which is the accumulated numbers over the two hours, than some of the television markets 
and some of the uh, U.S. teams in the States, which I think kind of shows you. It'd be, you know what? It's like you go to you go to Alabama. The SEC football season kicks off this weekend. You go to Alabama or Georgia. It's all about college football in those markets. You know, it's, you got to go where people care about the product. And in Canada, we care about hockey, so it's going to be really. Again, some people don't like the. I don't want to hear about the. I don't want to hear about it. But it is a factor, and things evolve and change. So I'll be intrigued to see if anything comes out of it. Because it is possible, with as we try to push some things through politically in this country, that taxes would increase. Most of you probably get that listening to the show right now. Most of you fundamentally understand that if we're going to come to fruition and all the things that get promised, and we're going to sit there and try to hit goals for 2030 or 2040 or 2050, and Canada is going to try to play at a standard that other countries internationally aren't even coming close to playing at, and in the process handcuff us a bit financially in natural resource areas, it's going to result in higher taxes. That's going to kind of come with the territory. Most of you get that. Off to a global news weather traffic with Eileen Bell. When we come back, George LaRock. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.